Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, America. This is Billy Jones, the author of Everyday Folks Books, and it is with great pleasure that I welcome you back to another segment of my show, BJ Speaks, an interview with. As part of the Everyday Folks radio line, the purpose of this show is to interview extraordinary individuals who are making a difference in their lives and making an impact within their respective communities across America. And I must say that as each week continues, our listenership improves, and I can't thank you enough for all the love and support you've given me and this great work that I continue to do. Over the next few weeks, I'll continue to bring you some amazing individuals, folks who in some cases you may not hear about because you live in a different location, individuals who are truly unsung heroes in the things that they do. Nonetheless, these are great folks who are making tremendous impacts with what they have and what they have to offer. And so do continue to listen to us weekly at 3 p.m. for an hour, and we'll bring you some of the best and most amazing stories. Now, this upcoming week is going to be a very busy week for me. I'm involved in a couple of activities. As many of you are aware, across the globe, we are celebrating women's history, a nation rather, we are celebrating Women's History Month. And in that month, the purpose of it is not only to recognize the contributions of women in their industries and the things that they do, but also to discuss the impact of their great work as it pertains to transforming our world. And I must say that this month, I'm meeting all of these amazing women. And a month is not a lot enough to recognize them. And so next week, in fact, in early, later this week, I'll be hosting two book events um, one with the amazing author Nikki Nasir, who is the author of Golden Bengals Hidden Tears, a memoir of her amazing journey as a girl in Pakistan to her arrival in America. In addition, it is we're hopefully scheduled to to present next week. So she'll be on Everyday Folks Radio at 3 p.m. next week, where you'll get an opportunity to learn more about her story and, of course, ask questions. For those of you who are listening, at any time you'd like to speak to me or any of my amazing guests, you're always welcome to call in at the call-in number, which is 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and you prefer to send your messages to me or our guests via email, our inbox is open and standing by. Our email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So here's an intro to segue over to our amazing honoree. This is the first year of Everyday Folks Radio. And so one tradition that we have started here is recognizing a phenomenal woman each year 
who exemplifies all the great characteristics of, of perseverance, dedication, leadership, and commitment. And this year's honoree is our guest, an amazing, uh, amazing woman who I can honestly say I sat in class with her. Her name is Miss Scarlett Aguayan. And I have a little bio I'd like to read to you about her, which chronicles her amazing journey. Scarlett discusses her life story from motherhood to battling cancer. And having beat the odds, she's prepared to make an impact in the world using her experiences. And I mean this when I say this. Good women are honorable, dedicated, and compassionate. Yet great women are invincible, creative, and transformative. Beautifully, however, Scarlett embodies both types of women. And truly, it is my honor to bring you with us today, to bring you here today, Scarlett. Scarlett, thank you so much for being a part of the Everyday Folks family, and congratulations on your recognition. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so, Scarlett, our story is <laughs> it's a funny one, actually. You and I met a while ago, and would you like to share where that was? <laughs> a little while ago. We were very young. <laughs> I yeah, would like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So Scarlett and I were in class together. We took we had class with Coach Hunter, and this was some years ago. We'll tell them, right, Scarlett? But yes. nonetheless... <laughs> Nonetheless, we sat in alphabetical order. I remember he sat us in alphabetical order in that class. And your last name was with a G, and I was with J. Yes. So you were two to my left, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, yes. We learned a lot, and I have to say, you were so much fun. And then years later, we reconnected. You recall that moment? We've always we have always encountered each other in the oddest moments. Yeah. We see we we knew each other from school and then we, you know, go our separate ways and then we would run each other either at a gathering or somebody's wedding and it's always <laughs> at an odd moment. Such <laughs> but a cycle. Moment. <laughs> our cycle of life is very um special. But I will say yes. this. One of the the most amazing things that I say about you is that You've seen a lot, and I've been following you on social media and your incredible story. So our conversation today is not just about that. It's about taking it forward and, and using what you've gone through with this incredible experience to help transform others' lives. And so, as you know, I want to be a part of that, and I salute you for all that you've been through and all that, that you continue to do. And so let's go ahead and get started. So one of my questions that I have, I know that you've been very busy and working and doing a number of things. What's your current occupation? I currently work for a company um, that is called Air Parts and Supply Company. We distribute airplane parts all around the world. I'm one of the customer service representatives that deals with the customer's orders. We get customers international and national and local, um, and that's the company. I've been there going on six years, and I love my job. I enjoy getting up every day. And going to work, actually, not many people can say that, but I can say it honestly, that I do enjoy going to work every day. And that is so wonderful to hear, because as you know, many folks, sometimes we choose paths, we go to school, we have these visions of the things we want to do. And sometimes life doesn't happen that way. We can script it, but things do take you off course. 
And so it's beautiful to hear that you're enjoying your work. And I say the same too. It's, it's great to say that we have a career path that we really enjoy. And, and, and that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So your background, Scarlett, what's your, your, what's your ethnic background? I was born in Nicaragua, Central America. Mm-hmm. I came mm-hmm. to the United States with my mom and my brothers and my sister when I was really young. I must have been maybe a year and a half, two years old tops. My mm-hmm. brothers were older. Um, they were te- in their teenage years. We lived in New York for a couple years, and then we moved down to Miami, and I've lived in Miami ever since. So I'm a Florida girl pretty much. Absolutely. And you've seen so many changes in Miami, correct? There have been so uh, – imagine the time when we were coming up compared to where it is today. There are many changes. Many changes, many changes. Some good, some bad. Um, mm-hmm. It's It's gotten really chaotic, very busy, um, very populated. I remember we used to grow up and the neighborhood, you know, kids could go outside and play without a problem. Our parents didn't have to worry about watching over us. Now you can't even do that anymore. It's kind of scary in a way. It is. It truly is. And I recall the other day I was writing down US1, something I hardly ever do. <laughs> and yes. as I'm heading north, so I'm giving you some I'll give you some context. I'm heading north on US-1 and Sunnyland, which is that little strip area not too far yep. from the Killian area where we attended high school. And I yep. recall that big snake that used to stand out, and it was called a Serpentarium, which now, by the yep. way, there's a McDonald's there and a, a shopping center or some, something else. And even, to, even though it's been long gone since Hurricane Andrew, but even still, yeah. it's imprinted in my mind of the changes of Miami, and that's just one of many, many thousands of changes. Do you have some of yes, those moments? They are. Now that you have, oh a yes, family, you, their yes. lives are different, and I, I'm sure you probably have one of those moments. Like I remember when, right? <laughs> yes, I, I, I began having those moments when, when my son, who is now 15. Um, began elementary school, he actually went to Kendale, where I attended, and then moved on to middle school to Glades, where I also attended. Um, So moments like those, as he was growing up, I was reminiscing things like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a couple weeks ago, I had someone very familiar to you and me on the show, uh, Professor Silvio Orozco from Miami-Dade College. Yes. We we chatted. She and she brought a special guest, her amazing husband, husband Adolfo, who you and I both know well too. And yes. our conversation when we sat after the conversation was over. There's always a conversation after the conversation when you do these shows. And we right. one thing that she realized, she said, you know, you made me think about. I, I see my life, and you never realize how much your life has changed and how much it's impacted or transformed others until you sit down and reflect on where you are in your life. So interviews have that ability to do that. And so one of the questions that I have for you, people define success in different ways. And success doesn't mean you have to have lots of money in the bank and things like that. What's your definition of success? Funny thing you ask. Um, I was speaking to my husband about that because, yes, 90 Eight, 95% of population seems to define success in a monetary way. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's, to me, not the meaning of success. I mean, to me, the meaning of success is that you have stability in your life, that you are able to provide for your family, that you are able to have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean a million-dollar roof. It just means right. that it's a comfortable roof and that you have food for your family every day, that your children are able to eat every day, that day-to-day you share each other's dilemmas or you know, and anything good that happened on an everyday basis, that you see your children smiling before your eyes, that they're getting older, that they're accomplishing things in their school, that they're being recognized for the smallest to the biggest project, that you see your family look back at you and they can honestly say, I did it, mom, or honey, you know, I was able to get this promotion or, you know, things like that to me is success. When I look at them and they're able to smile back and just say thank you for even the smallest things that they needed my help with, to me that is success. That brings me great joy. And that's more valuable than any paycheck you could receive, isn't it? Yes, it is. So special. And I I love the fact that as as you're speaking – I'm visually um, uh, uh, looking at these these episodes, these little snippets of the the types of circumstances and examples you're providing. And in every single instance, you went from high to low to the things that people would see on the surface when we're out in the real world to those things that we see privately we're at home. And all of those instances are moments of success. And it it takes a lot to, to recognize that and acknowledge that. Would you say... After all that you've been through, you probably are even more in tune with those types of things, the little things versus the big picture? Yes, I do believe that. Um, There have been very difficult moments in my life. And um, growing up, I was the pamper child to my father and Mm -hmm. the... um, you know, the just the pampered little princess, and um, I think there have been very difficult moments in my life, not just with cancer, but the passing of my mother many, many years ago, passing mm-hmm. of my sister as well many years ago after my mother passed, um, that have kind of brought reality, you know, check into you, um, mm. and kind of drop you back a, a notch, and you kind of open up your eyes to a lot of things, and um, you become a little bit more humble each time. Mm. I love the way you said that. And Scarlett, I appreciate you sharing something so personal because I was unaware of this circumstance with your sister. And it takes someone who is strongly convicted and where he she is today in order to acknowledge that because it's something that can't be undone, but it is part of your truth and your experience. Very, very okay. special. And folks, we are chatting live with the amazing Scarlett Arguez. And if you'd like to speak to her or me, you may call in at 347-539-5372. Again, our call-in line is 347-539-5372. And if you're shy, and I'll tell you, Scarlett, our inbox is already being slammed, so you have some questions coming. <laughs> if you'd like okay. to email us, you can email us at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And so, Scarlett, I do have a question for you which is actually kind of applicable to what you just said. This is from Mikey, who is from Houston, Texas. 
Mikey, thank you for listening. And the question he emails is as follows. Who helped you the most during your tragic times? Or what helped you um, Wow. Depending on um, which tragic time. The passing right. of my mother um, was about 20, 21 years ago. And uh, she knew she was going to pass. We knew the time was coming. We just didn't know when. And she always prepped me on a daily basis. We would talk about what I was going to do after she passed, and that was her main concern. So I guess because of that, um, she helped me along the ways. Mm -hmm. After that, um, unexpectedly, my sister passed four years after that, and I guess because of my mother's passing, there are many situations that you just learn to become stronger each time. Mm -hmm. And... um, I guess because of my mother's passing and her strength, um, I overcame my sister's passing. And with dealing with my cancer, um, when I was diagnosed three years ago, um, the one that really helped me the most, I want to say, was my husband, my Mm -hmm. son, and and my daughter. And um, outside of my inner circle was my family, my immediate family, you know, my sister-in-law, my brothers, my coworkers were a huge support. Um, so it was a, a little bit of a lot of people that have been in my life recently and throughout my life that have helped me. Mm. You mentioned here a, a, a beautiful span of individuals uh, who who made such a, a connection and impact for you. So I'd like to take one specific. Because when coping with with a challenge such as the one you've experienced, coping is hard because there's one aspect where you have to endure the medical impact that needs to be provided to help you. But there's also a spiritual and a mental. Did you draw on other things outside of the health in order to do that, whether it be religion, your belief systems, or even just your humor and outlook on life? Um. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> my humor. I guess I stayed positive. Mm-hmm. Um, my son would always tell me, I thought when I told my son about cancer that mm-hmm. he would break down and, you know, lose it pretty much like a lot of other children probably would. And he mm-hmm. didn't. He he probably shed tears, but not in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um but he kept me grounded. He would tell me, you can do this. You you can do it, and you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the spiritual side, yes, I am Catholic, and mm-hmm. um, I did resort, you know, to God, and mm-hmm. I prayed a lot, and mm-hmm. my other strength was also my husband. You know, he kept me grounded as well for, for my son, for my daughter, for everybody. And, you know, my coworkers would keep me there every day and ask me how was I doing and I would share my story with them and and I think because of that they were constantly concerned about me because I didn't stop working I worked every day through chemo through everything I experienced Um, they got to live it with me as well so they were a huge support because I was at work eight hours a day so they kept me going as well as my family. My sister-in-law, you know, both of them would come and and help cook. And so the burden wasn't all on my husband that I couldn't physically do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My brothers would come and, and help out, clean the house. Whatever it took, I had a huge, huge outpour of support. 
Oh, wow. That is so beautiful. And I'm sitting here just smiling because that is, but Scarlett, I've always seen you as, you get what you put out there. And I've always felt good energy from you. And I feel Thank that you. even now, even after this experience, there's even more. You're like a campfire. And people like to <laughs> warm themselves with you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yes. And I wonder, after all of this, where, what's the next step? What are some of the things that you're thinking about doing um, as a result of this experience and others as well, not just with your health experience, but the other situations and things? What would you like to do and accomplish as a result? Because I know you and I have spoken on a couple of things. Yes, we have. We've spoken on several things. Um, one of my major, major projects that I really would like to accomplish is, um, and I know there's many books out there about people's story, you know, stories, sharing your stories and whatnot. I mm-hmm. would love to write a book, of course, about my experience, but not just so much to share it so everybody knows my life. No, um, I would like to share the inner experiences. Doctors tell you um, you're going to get chemo, you're going to feel this and this and this symptom. But until you don't go through it yourself, you can't really detail every pain, every needle you feel, every little side effect you're going to feel. And you can't express that to somebody else who has been given the news and doesn't know how to cope with it to help Mm -hmm. them understand what they're about to face. Um, So, yes, I would love to write um, my book to inspire other women to stay strong, that they, too, can do it, and that they, too, can overcome this difficult um, journey that we go through and that it's not impossible. Mm, Beautiful. There's a question coming in now from Paula from Minnesota. And her question, surprisingly, is just what you just asked, but there is a follow-up to it that you may want to add on. It relates to what you already said. I'll read the original question first, Scarlett. And the question is, you ever thought of writing a book? You've already answered it. But the second question is, from what perspective are you going to write the book? Would it also include family support or those who are around you? I would um, write a little bit about both. Um, because throughout the journey as well, I have encountered meeting other cancer survivor women. To me, um, they are also, you know, great people to follow as well. They have their own stories and they have their own strengths and weaknesses. And they've done, you know, really well for others as as well. Um, I also would like though to I'm looking into becoming an ambassador there's um through the hospital where I attend there's mm-hmm. a program that is a nonprofit program and they mm-hmm. focus on the prevention and early detection of the breast cancer and um I'm looking into becoming an ambassador for other cancer patients as well so hopefully that'll go through Well that's amazing work uh talk about from everything you've been through, not only having experienced it, but also in the midst of this, you are a wife, you are a mother, you are a coworker, you are a community provider, and you're able, you were able to balance all of these incredible lives into this one great being. I, I salute you truly. And I feel that I personally would read it. And you know, I got your back on this. Whenever you're ready yes. to make that possible, you let me know. I know we've had a conversation months ago, but it may be time again, prime time is now, for you and I to have a follow-up to see where we could go with that and any support I could provide for you in your endeavor. There, yes, yes, thank you. 
there are a few, this, we still have 30 minutes actually. And there are emails coming in. And for those of you who are tuning in right now, you're speaking to Scarlett Aguayas, who is our Women's History Month honoree this year for, uh, for women's history. Scarlett's story is, is truly incredible. And not only is she just such an, a remarkable person to listen to, but she's an independent thinker. And I think that many of the books that are out there, folks are often looking, when they go to the self-help section, they are in a need of a quick fix, whether it be for spiritual and or mental connection, and in some cases for physical fulfillment too. And what you just provided, Scarlett, it's very distinct from what others do. And, and, and I say that truly. It's very distinct because of the fact that it will come from both incredible sides of the story, from where you've been to where you've been and where you currently are. And sometimes those great, incredible self-help books, sometimes they get written from another perspective, a second or a third party. And sometimes people are a little more removed. You never know a person until you, or a situation until you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. And so I want to just put that out there. And I want to actually give you another question. So there's a question coming in from Ron, and Ron is calling, coming in from Orlando, Florida. He emails the following, Scarlett. I was recently diagnosed with lymphoma. I still have the will to fight this. Any advice? Ron, I got to tell you that no matter what the doctors say, no matter what your family says or how you feel, you have to never give up. You have to continue the fight, even in the darkest moments. You have to continue the fight. Life is too beautiful to not be in it on a daily basis. You mm-hmm. cannot give up, no matter how hard it seems at the moment. And if that means that you have to sit and cry because you feel like you cannot continue because I know how difficult it is to go through these treatments, then you cry. Cry. Go to the bathroom. Cry a little bit, 10, 5 minutes. Wipe your tears and refresh. I honestly think that a lot of people, I, I as a patient can honestly tell you, Billy, how easy it is to give up being mm. and going through everything. I can honestly tell you. Um, but you cannot give up. You have to stay positive and surround yourself with positive people. Mm-hmm. And you can okay, well, make it, Ron. So good luck, Ron. Keep it up. And, Ron, if you'd like to speak to us, especially to Scarlett, you're welcome to call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that call in is 347-539-5372. Not only for Ron, but for all of our other listeners, there are a couple more emails that are coming in, Scarlett. You're, you're, you're definitely getting a bite out there, my friend. And folks are definitely <laughs> interested in what you have to say. <laughs> but that, and if you're still shy, they could, they could email us. We always appreciate the emails. And that email inbox is there piling in. It's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So, Scarlett, here's something I want to share with you. So when we spoke, I believe it was last summer, we chatted about your book interests. And I gave you a couple tips on a couple things that you you may want to consider. And one of the things that I forgot to add after looking back, and I'm juggling my memory, as you know, we as we mature, we forget certain things because our minds are so developed. <laughs> and <But> busy. <laughs> that's what I tell myself. 
But nonetheless, one thing I thought of, which was very true, uh, is this. As you're going, as you were going through the experience, the first question I have is this. Did you journal any of your experiences? Did you even have the strength or the will to do that? Or is it only after you're looking back and you're reflecting, you're beginning to to journal or write down some of those occurrences? Um, no, I actually, when I was diagnosed um, with cancer, I didn't know what route to take. The only, the first thought that came to my head is how quick can I do this? Can, do, can right. I have surgery? How quick can I move forward with this? Mm-hmm. Um, I had, of course, an emo- emotional breakdown, um, which is only natural for anybody to have. Right. Right. But after that, I said, I spoke, uh, uh, one of my cousins reached out to me and said, why don't you jot it down? Why don't you create something and, um, you know, talk about it? Because that's gonna, that might help you. It helped me through a difficult moment, she said. It might help you. Um, so therefore I did, of course, a lot of America is on Facebook and Mm -hmm. I created a Facebook page called Scarlet's Passage. Mm -hmm. It was in dedication to my mother's passing and her strength and her will to live longer. And therefore I jotted from day one from my diagnosis and I still jot down, you know, and share my moments currently with everybody on that passage on Facebook. Well, I definitely will be providing a link to your incredible social media link and support through my page and my author page. I have a page that's dedicated to who I'm supporting. and You know I am Team Scarlet. I definitely want to make sure that I have this link, and we'll chat afterwards, of course, later in the week when we can put that up. Because a lot of folks do want to stay in touch with you, and this platform yeah. that I'm providing, it's, it's still small and it's it's progressing, but it does have a community of supporters who I am sure would be very delighted to be in touch with, with you at long after our conversation. And, and no you, problem. The, the other thing I thought of too was this. So I'm part of a writer's group. And in this incredible group, I've got, I get the opportunity once a month to meet incredible people who are like us, Scarlett, who are doing their thing how they do their thing, and somehow finding time through the arts, whether it be through music, writing, um, speaking, whatever the case may be, they're using their art or as an expression outlet to others. And so I started this group back in January with the intention of bringing folks who were locally together to support each other. So if you have a story right. you want to have read, you can provide that story. If you want some business network or contact, it's a great forum for that. And right now we're pretty small, but I think that you'd be a great um, addition at some point. If that's something you'd like to be a part of, I'd love for you to become become a, a part of that community because I think it would provide you the support you need from an artist standpoint so that you're able to connect with others and further the great work you're doing. So if you're ever interested, do let me know. I'd like to to offer that. I extend that that invitation to you always. Thank you. Thank you. So, Scarlett, you have a number of people who ins- who've inspired you, but if you had to narrow the list, and I know this is hard, who inspires <laughs> you the most right now in your life? I have to group them as a family. <laughs> no problem. It's my family. My husband, my son, my daughter. It's my immediate family. They all all inspire me in one way or another. They all have such different characteristics, but they all inspire me in one way or another. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. And would you say also that they serve as a role model too? Yes. <laughs> yes, in different ways, yes. <laughs> Again, because of their characteristics. <laughs> and anybody that knows them can be laughing right now because they know I'm saying the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Are they listening? In fact, I do have that question. If you have any family who's listening, they're welcome to call in. It's always great to hear other perspectives, too. And they can, you can call in at our, our, our open line at 347-539-5372, folks. But Scarlett, I asked that question because so often as we as we go through life, our circles change. But ultimately, the one that is most significant remains constant, and that is family. They'll be there for you when things are high, and they'll be there for you in the, when you're when things are down. And so you would say that your family has remained that nucleus for you throughout the your entire incredible life story. Yes, they have. They truly have. I um I actually didn't expect some family, distant family to mm-hmm. be there um mm-hmm. and supporting me, but um I must say that yes, um they did. They they came through and they were extremely supportive. Um I thank them, you know, more f- more so for being even more supportive over helping my husband, my son, my daughter, just to lend a hand for the smallest things towards my family, that mm-hmm. meant a lot to me. Very good. Very good point. There's an email coming in, actually, Scarlett. And this email is coming from Kathy from Ocala, Florida. And the email reads as follows. What causes are you a part of? And how do you find the time? <laughs> um. I try and do I I'm also I'm physically active so mm-hmm. I try and join um a lot of walks for causes of other you know cancer patients or you know other camp types of cancers um I along with one of my coworkers a few of my coworkers we we join um marathons and you know we physically do workouts and whatnot um there's no individual cause that I'm part of. I like to mm-hmm. join as many as I can, and I, as much as I physically can, since I'm not what I used to be physically, mm-hmm. but I don't give up and I don't stop. Um, with what time? I make the time. You know, if yeah. you really, really like to do something, you're going to make the time. You're going to make it happen. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's easy, because, mm-hmm. yes, between juggling work and juggling a family, it, you, it's hard. It's hard to make the time. But, you know, even if it's one hour on the weekend or early in the morning on a weekend to go do a run for, you know, for a cancer, you know, uh, cause, it, it doesn't matter. It only takes, a, you know, it's not like you're doing it every weekend and you're doing mm-hmm. it every day, but you mm-hmm. make the time. A couple hours on one week in a month, it doesn't hurt. You said it true. What you said is so true, my friend. Folks, you folks, you put your time to the thing that is most – we prioritize what we feel is most priority. And Correct. I feel that you put your time to the community and making a difference, and you make to put time for your health, then all those things come together. But we, you're right, Scarlett. I, I totally concur. We put time where we feel it's most important. And I've, I've, I have re- recently saw on your posting, because you know I'm a follower of Scarlett. I'm not talking to you, though. <laughs> But it's I, okay. <laughs> well, you know, when I see your when I see your post in my feed, 
I saw that you were recently at a race that you participated in a couple a couple months ago, if not a couple weeks ago. Because you're always out, and you take such amazing pictures, by the way. And so oh, each yeah. of those each of those pictures tells a story. Does your family go with you when you're at these events to help cheer you on <laughs> or see you cross that finish line? Um. The recent one you're talking about was the Spartan race. Um, yes. I, f- I honestly got into it because of my coworker. I thought she was nuts for bringing me in because I had just finished, you know, months of chemo. And I didn't feel like I was ready. And we trained as a group. And it was amazing. We had the best time. And I was able to do a lot of things physically. Um, and others, they helped me through it. Um, that was a huge goal for me, especially after, you know, everything with chemo and all the medications and, you know, that you have to deal with. Um, I didn't think physically I was going to make it. But they helped me through it. I was extremely grateful, and that was a huge accomplishment for me. Um, depending on the time, that one was way too early for my daughter. My daughter's only two and a half years old, almost three. So I felt that, no, there was no need for her to go. Um, so my husband stayed behind. Um, my son joined me in the race, and um, so he was there. And he likes now to, you know, the older he gets, he likes to participate now physically. And, you know, he's a teenage boy. He wants to impress the girls and look good. And <laughs> so now, you know, he, he joins me in the madness. <laughs> and would you say, speaking of your son, would you say that from what he, what he's experienced with you, you seen, you're, seeing, you're watching him, you and your husband are watching him evolve into this incredible young man. And would you say that this experience has ultimately been for the better for him in that regard? Yes. Um, I'll share a story with that, with you bringing up that point, really um, short story. Um, When he was back a couple years back in middle school and I had to have one of those famous parent-teacher conference um, meetings, um, it wasn't so much for the bad, for, you know, bad grades or anything like that. It was more so like just a status as to where he was at and what he can improve in. Um, I had lost my hair at that time, and I was very, I was one of those proud, bald women in the street. I did, I never liked using the wigs, and I refused. I actually told the doctor, don't even write me a prescription for it, because I'm not going to wear it. Mm -hmm. Um, I did begin wearing little caps. Um, You know, they look like little scarves, but that got hot, and I told my coworkers before a weekend was up, just be prepared to see me bald because I can't take the heat. It's too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, I had to attend, you know, the meeting at, at my son's school. And uh, before we went, I prepped him a little because I know how insensitive some kids can be. Um, right. And I asked him, are, are you sure with me going, you know, to your school? You know, your friends are going to see me bald and whatnot. And he said that he really didn't care. He didn't care. Um you know, I asked him afterwards if they ask you anything and, you know, what if, uh, you know, nobody laughed or anything like that. And he said, no, they asked me if you were my mom. And I told them yes. And I said, good. Um, because then I reassured him that sometimes kids laugh and they don't, that's just a nervous reaction. They don't know how to react to something like that. That mm-hmm. that was his chance mm-hmm. to teach other kids about his journey as well, because he's had to live this with me. 
So mm-hmm. there's kids that, you know, don't hear about it, but others that do or, or have also the same, you know, situation that they may have a mother that's got, you know, cancer and they have to live with it, but some kids don't like to talk about it. But I would speak to my son a lot about it. So he uh, took it very well. He knew how to manage it. Mm. Wow. No, it's funny. I'm bald. There was a time, Scarlett, that I had hair. <laughs> you yes, I remember. It's funny how for women, though, it's it's interesting how this when one when one is enduring what you've experienced and you go out in the public and you still try to govern and lead your life the way you you only know how, you could still indicate because if there's a loss of hair, there's automatic assumption that there is something wrong with that woman. And I find it so remarkable that you push beyond any of those stereotypes. At the end of the day, you needed to be comfortable. And in yes, anyone in anyone who didn't want to deal with that, then then forget them. Because at the end of the day, you needed to do what was best for you. But it also taught your son something. It taught him, listen, this is a situation and we're not gonna change it. We're not about all this noise out here in, in society. We're here to to discuss you. And I think that sent a very powerful message for him that will stay with him well into his manhood, that this is how, this is what this is about, that mama took time in her moment to still come out here and see about me. That's very special. A lot of people couldn't do that or don't even do that. And there's, and folks, there's still time to talk to Scarlett and to me. Our, our line is still open. Scarlett, we're down to our last 20 minutes. And the call in number right. is 347-539-5372. The number again is 347-539-5372. And our inbox email address is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. And I do have another question, Scarlett. Here it comes from Marla from Naples, Florida. It reads as follows. I recently moved to Naples to to take care of my mother who has cancer. I'm doing the best that I can with this situation. Any advice that you can offer me is appreciated. I don't know what type of cancer she may have. Mm -hmm. I don't know to what extent, um, you know, her diagnosis is, her current diagnosis can be. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I can say is just to be patient. Medication makes us very edgy and very snappy. We could be happy in one second and snap at the next, but not really realize it until later. Um, you know, Marla, the only thing I can tell you is that don't give up. You keep taking care of your mother. That's your job as a child. Um, mm-hmm. As her daughter, that is your job to take care of the person that gave you life. Um, and you do your very best. You do what you can. Don't worry about anybody else in the family telling you that you're doing it right or wrong because you're always going to get that as well. Um, you do the best that you can and know in your heart that you are there every day caring for her and that you are trying what you can. Um, at least you're doing it. And if there's family members or friends that criticize you for it, you know, they're not mm-hmm. there physically helping you every day, so they shouldn't be one to even judge on what you do on a daily basis. Mm. Well said. And and I, I add, Marla, if you'd like to speak to to um, Scarlett more directly, you can call in now at 347-539-5372, or you can follow up. We'll put her link up in the next couple of days on my author page 
at billypauljones.com if you feel you prefer to speak more privately. And I do get sometimes, Scarlett, that people don't want to have the conversation or at least to identify voice-wise because of the fact that this, sometimes the subject matter is that sensitive and they, they, they feel that they may perhaps speak too much or get scarred as a result or say the wrong thing instead of standing in their truth. And so I, I, I could only imagine the Marlas and the Rons that we are encountering online, they're asking really amazing questions. And it may be because of the sensitive nature of the things we're discussing. But it doesn't have to be all about that because we talked about this incredible story of Scarlett Arguez, if you're just now tuning in. And I think there's something next. So Scarlett, I want you to project yourself out now, okay? So if we're going to start mm -hmm. projecting ourselves 10 years out. What do you hope to have accomplished with some of these projects or the things you'd like to accomplish as a whole? I don't want fame. Um, that's mm -hmm. not anything that I would ever want. <laughs> um, as boisterous as I've been for many years of my life, and, and mm -hmm. as people put me, my coworkers and my friends mm -hmm. say, you go solve the problem because you have, you know, the guts to do it. Um Deep down inside, I, I, I can be and am shy about certain things. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't want fame, but I do want to reach out to those who have no one to talk about it, about their turmoil, about their experience. Um, sometimes it's almost like taboo. What I experienced when I was diagnosed with cancer, it's almost like a hush-hush. You don't want to talk about it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, not a subject you talk about, but mm -hmm. I'm on the opposite end. I feel that if you have somebody to talk about it, it's going to empower you. It's going to help you get over that hump. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody has somebody to talk to. So honestly, I think that as long as I reach out through my book, um, that I made a difference in your life to... Mm -hmm to overcome a hump, to be able to, you know, get over that tragic moment or difficult moment that you feel like you're sinking in, that I made a change in your life for the positive, I think that that truly would make me happy in 10 years. Mm, that is so beautiful. And 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 here's a, a follow-up question actually from Priscilla. And this question is a little different. And so here goes, Scarlett. Uh, Priscilla from... Uh, Miami, Florida, actually. So we have someone right here in our own backyard. I am working. She says, I am working on being a better wife. Sometimes I feel like I'm not giving my best, though my husband, my husband thinks I'm great. Maybe it's me. Any advice? Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> if he thinks <laughs> she's great, then I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what she could be going through that she feels that way. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes we doubt ourselves. Sometimes we need that extra little push from somebody else, um, you know, to make you feel like, yeah, you are doing something right. You're you're worth it, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be married to you. And, you know, maybe she needs to reach down inside and, and, and see what is making her doubt herself that she doesn't feel like she is giving it her all. 
Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, she is though from the talks of her husband. Though, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so. You know, if I were her, I wouldn't be doubting myself so much. Yeah, sometimes we could, we could be our own worst enemy. I agree with you, Scarlett. Yes, we could be our own worst enemy. And one of the things that I've learned, realized, and I say this every day to my better half. I said, listen. I can only operate with what I have here. This, this is what you get. <laughs> and I'm not perfect. Exactly. But the more I give um, credence to things such as guilt, doubt, and self-defeat, the more anger and evil wins. And so instead of giving that energy in that direction, I need to put it in something positive. And, and, right. and what you said, it's very true, Scarlett. And Priscilla, it's a, a point that we recommend as well. I, I ditto all of my comments. I ditto everything that Scarlett said. I just only add that if there's something going on that you need to uncover, I think Scarlett hit it, the nail right on the head. First, you got to address that. And that might not be something that pertains entirely to your family unit, but it is everything to do with you. And if you're not good to yourself, how can you be good to that unit? So if you need to get the help or just get another perspective outside of that unit, it's okay to do so. But the more you dwell on it and there's no action, that also could be more teeming on the brain. And I don't know if it'll have, it'll reap the rewards that you want, which is freedom of the, whatever it is that you're going through. Very interesting question, actually. <laughs> very, very. Book, right, <laughs> yes, yes. I didn't expect that, but okay. <laughs> and, and we appreciate them. That, that it's what we, and everyday folks, everything's possible. <laughs> there's yes. one more question, actually. It's coming from Rocky from ATL, from Atlanta. So Rocky says, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, speech, I'm speechless by this conversation. It's, it's really moving me. I don't have any illness of any sort, but it just motivates me. Keep up the good work. Oh, that wasn't a question. It was a comment. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you know, Scarlett, I hope that's very motivating for you. Because as you stated with my previous question about where you'd like to see yourself in the next 10 years, I think it's a great opportunity for you as well to – um, take all this into consideration to see where it can go because people are obviously interested in what you have to say. I just want to add that, you know, as a food for thought as you move forward in your incredible, incredible work. There is another question coming in. The questions keep pouring in. And this is from Mario and Mario from Dania, Florida. He says, my friend Mercedes passed away from cancer this past February. It has been a very difficult past month. She smoked since her teenage years, which did not help the situation. What do you recommend to young people with alternative lifestyles? Um, that's, that's, I'm sorry to begin with that your friend passed away. I know all about the pain that you are encountering to begin with. Um, but it's it's hard it's hard to break away from those habits the mm-hmm. drugs the smoking you know the the obsessive um alcoholic drinking mm-hmm. it's extremely hard um that's not anything that in my family any of us my including myself or my siblings ever picked up um and it's very hard to tell somebody to stop and um, you could only encourage them up to a certain point. You could only try and change their mind up to a certain point. Um, Raising a teenager right now is very difficult in the sense of, yes, you're encountered with all of that as well. Peer pressure from the friends. Is he going to do it? There's always that in the back of my head. You know, is he going to, 
pick up, uh, you know, a cigarette or, or, you know, drink a lot or whatnot. But I'm trying to do what my mother tried best, which was if you're going to have a drink, have it here at home. If you're going to do this, try it here at home first. Let me see how you feel. And, you know, you just don't overdo it. Um, we were never the type to overdo it, whatnot. But, um, you know, it's, I think it's how how you instill um, the raising in them, too, because it's also willpower. There are those who are followers and those who are leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, some have a um, more of a stronger personality and are able to be adamant and say no, and mm. others just cannot. Um, with that being said, it's it's a little hard, you know, to to encourage somebody to stop doing something like in your friend's case that, you know, she smoked from very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to, to stop them from doing that. But, um, you know, I, I, I say just, you know, try and, and, and do something for your friend, you know, make sure that you live on her legacy, try and, share her story to others to see if that helps them, you know, not pick up that habit. So nothing happens to them and you don't lose more friends as well. Mm. Well said. There's actually a follow-up from Mario. He sent in the second part, Scarlett, and these will probably be our last questions. Um, and it, there's, there's, there are a couple parts. It says, as a cancer patient, did you ever think of the difference of a cure of remission? And, 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 and how was the financial planning and, and, and how did all that, um, the, these decisions on these matters um, change, change your life or impact your life? So you could take any part of that if you wish. Um, thank God that I have a job and thank <laughs> God that I'm being supplied by health insurance and, and, and a good health insurance that I had at that moment that I was able to cover all expenses as far as medication-wise is concerned. Everything was covered. Um, I know there are others that are not as fortunate, and it becomes a burden to be able to um, pay for a medication, as I well know that it's extremely expensive when it comes to cancer. Um, But I had that support, and, you know, I didn't have any problems in that aspect. As far as any monetary, you know, issues, well, we just took it day by day. Um, Like I said before earlier, I had a huge outpour of support. So um, we had friends that would cook meals for us that we could freeze. And my husband didn't have to worry about going grocery shopping or anything like that. Um, We had friends throughout his his, um, field of work. who is, you know, he's a police officer, mm-hmm. um, they raised money for us to do grocery shopping, not anything that we asked for, but they oh. voluntarily did it. Um, so, you know, I, I understand there are there are people that financially struggle and medication very, very expensive, um, but there are other ways. Some manufacturers you know, if you call them and you tell them that you're struggling with not, not not all of them have the program, but there are some that will supply you some of the medication for X amount of months for free or at a very, very low cost. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I can totally understand that, that burden as well. 
Thank you, Scarlett. It's a couple more. You're getting folks know it's the last minute and the questions keep coming. So one is from Anike, our amazing, my dear friend Anike. And Anike said, hello, Scarlett. As a member of the group that, that meets with Billy, I hope you join us. I look forward to meeting you. What advice do you have for someone that has gone through an illness and now has to get back to life or start over? What advice do I have is first, while you're enduring this battle um, and roller coaster that it is, you surround yourself with positive and don't give up. What do I suggest after is that you take it one day at a time. As frustrating as it is to want to get back to 100% of what you used to be, um, mm-hmm. you just all you can do is take it day by day. Every day is different, and every day will bring something positive, and every day will maybe kind of bring something negative. But all you can do is take it day by day. Thank you. There's one more comment. This is actually a kudos to you, Scarlett, from Adolfo and Sylvia Vaca. They say, Scarlett, (laughs) you are an inspiration to us all. Oh, how awesome (laughs) is that? Look at that. All the love. <laughs> Thank <my> you. <laughs> and, you know, even though our conversation now is coming to a close, I want to first say this. One, this is not the first and last time you'll be on the show. You will be back. I hope that you will. I would like to check in with you in months to come and we can hear some updates and be part of some of the incredible work that you're doing with your, your passage um, blog on Facebook and as well as your book endeavor you know I got your back, and I think America does too. And so any final words you'd like to give to folks before you check out? I would just like to say thank you for the support in every kind of way that I have received it. Um, I love everything about it. Like I said, I do not want fame. I'm not that type of person. Um, Mm -hmm. But if I can bring a smile to you because you're going through a rough moment, then that's my my goal has been met. Awesome. Oh, Scarlett, thank you so much for your time. And again, for those of you who are tuning in just now to Everyday Folks Radio, Scarlett Aguayas is our 2016 Women History Month honoree. And as an honoree, my dear friend, you get a complimentary copy of Everyday Folks books and as well as a few other additional little uh, little little prizes. And I want to say thank you for your um, survival, your incredible story. You motivate me, Miss Scarlett Aguayas, and you're surely doing that with others. So even though that humbleness that you have, and, and you've maintained that all these years, but I think now this is an incredible time for the world to really celebrate not only your life, but for you to celebrate others' lives through the incredible work that you are about to do. So I thank you so much for your time, and we'll be checking in with you in the months to come, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. And for those who are just tuning in and for those who I was unable to get through, thank you so much for all of your love and support and and support of Scarlett, first and foremost, to her family and friends. Thank you for all that you've done. I think that people go through things at different times of their lives. No one rehearses this stuff. These things come untimely and unannounced. And it's whatever we can do in our capacity to make a difference to others, it's very important. So I want to say congratulations to the Arguez family, to her amazing husband and her children, and all of her coworkers at her, at her, her, her place of employment. You guys are the reason why she continues. Keep it up for her extended family as well, your love and, and all the friends. You make a difference in, in Scarlett's lives. And for those of you who are tuning in, 
um, each week, I want to say thank you. As we narrow down to our last 30 seconds, remember that Everyday Folks, uh, BJ Speaks in Interview With occurs every Sunday at 3 p.m. Tune in next Sunday as we interview the amazing author, Nikki Nasir, who will speak of her incredible journey from Pakistan to America. Thank you so much for your love. If you want to stay in touch, you're welcome to email me. You're welcome to email me at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. This is Billy Jones, the author, signing off. Take care and have a great day. Hey, Scarlett. Hey. That was awesome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Scarlett, I have to tell you, there were several callers started coming in, and I wasn't able to get them because they called in the last 10 minutes. So I'm realizing oh, man. I was like, oh, because there was like two or three callers that were coming, but then they started sending emails. But the emails, my goodness, I've never seen anything like this in all the weeks I've been doing this. And I want to. Oh, first wow. Say, you, you got a lot of attention. So what I will need from you in the next couple of days when you get a breathing moment, if you could send me, if you have a logo, a picture, whatever it is you want me to use, I can even use the, the icon from the promo that I use for your, for your show, your interview. Whatever I can get to put on my who I'm supporting page, and I want a link. If mm-hmm. you email or text a link to your Facebook so that folks can go there, I definitely want to make sure that I'm providing that platform for folks to come and support you and all that you're doing, and as well as as you move towards this journey of creating this book. You have some buzz oh. here, my friends. This is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's you good. should be so proud. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> And That's I, great. I, I, I hope you were comfortable. I, I hope any of the questions, they didn't offend in any way, because I really wanted to get to the essence of who you are. And it was just a, like, a, a, it was just like it we're having a conversation. It takes so much more, trust me, to offend me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, trust well, me. <laughs> you are just awesome. And I do want to share, if you, at any time you want to get together, our next group meeting will not be until next month, but I'm going to invite you. You should have an interest. If you can't make it, it's fine. But we usually okay. meet the first or second, the second Monday of each month. And okay. We meet 530 to 730 over dinner. And it's usually at a local restaurant or location. So it's usually okay. a place that's for all members. And so at some point, if you're ever interested in coming out, just to come and see and talk and meet some folks, and uh, you're welcome to do so. I do know Anike. I want to share this with you. Anike has a blog. It's AnikeMadison.com. She's mm-hmm. just launched her blog. She's a, a playwright as well. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she's just, she just spoke recently at Broward College to my students on finding your passion in life, which is one of her mantras. And so I was appreciative that she was listening. And also, too, at some point, I may just connect you to via email so that you can stay in touch. Because I think even though you got you both are walking different roads, there is a similarity in your stories in terms of the audience that you're trying to reach and impact. And so okay. I definitely will at some point be bridging you to a Nikkei, okay? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, sure. And and tell me when, definitely when the next time you meet up, and I, that way I can plan it, you know, with my daughter. Of course. That way I need to I make will. sure my husband stays with her and whatnot. Not a problem, because I understand as well, you have you have a, a youngin. You got a little youngin there. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way, because I see that pretty I big I have two, two opposites, the teenager <laughs> and the youngin. <laughs> In fact, I think you're using her room right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> her office. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, that's I think, my office now. 
So just as no, a, as I would a, love to. I would love to, you know, meet up with with yeah, with you guys in the group. I I would love that. I mean, my my next thing coming in October to to celebrate, you know, um, breast cancer um, month and stuff is I I want to, but the thing is I haven't been able to. I, I'm waiting for my next appointment with my oncologist. I want to take donations from you know friends or whoever on mm-hmm. Facebook to create baggies for the patients that are there currently like I want to create maybe 50 bags and just start that way and pile in like a small little throw a a pen and a bottled water little things that I know that as a patient you you need at that moment because they don't tell you these things Mm. yeah so I I I spoke to to my boss about that, and she's like, "Well, let's start looking at you know, like little bags and and just like with little knickknacks, but that mean a lot to a patient while you're there. You know, your skin gets gets dry. A little bit of lotion. You need chapstick. Uh, a bottled water because you need to hydrate. It's little mm. things like that that I want to do, and I'm gonna start looking into that because I know before you know it, October will be here, and that's it. You know. So I offer this. As you know, I, I you may know as well, Sylvia and I, Sylvia is my sorority sister in Lambda Omicron Delta Service Organization, and I'm the alumni mm-hmm. president of our chapter here in Miami. And mm-hmm. we do a lot of community work, and mm-hmm. we would love, if you could keep me apprised of that, we'd love to partner with you on what you're doing. I'd love to present it to my chapter. We have our next mm-hmm. chapter meeting which is in April. I'm going to see chapter meet members in the next couple of weeks, but our official meeting is in April. I love to to share more as you move forward. You let us know how we could help because we'll be happy to donate our time, um, you know, service. If you say, Billy, here's a list of things that we need, anything that your group can can provide, whatever it can, we'd be greatly appreciative, and we'll provide okay. it. So, you know, let me know how I can help because we're doing a lot of work right now at Ronald McDonald House. In fact, okay. At, at the end of next month, April 30th, we're part of the Adopt-A-Meal program where we're going mm-hmm. in and we're cooking food for all the families at Ronald McDonald nice. House. And so yeah. our our work is, is truly community-oriented. So you let me know how we can help as you move forward with that work. You just tell me and, and we're there to support, okay? Right. Yeah, and I, and the other thought I had, too, is, is um during that month, you know, just like adopting one family that is going through, you know, that has a loved one or whatever that has, you know, they're going through cancer. And I would love to, I know that it helped my husband tremendously, um, you know, not have such a huge burden about what meal to cook or what not. Um, you know, I got, because he took on the load of being the husband, the dad, the everything, you know, he had to do the laundry. He had to do this. Mm. I would love to just have a couple people two, three, you know, and adopt a family and we provide them with a meal, you know, Mm -hmm. or that we provide them to go clean their house that one day or little things like that that I know would make a huge difference on that person's life. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm I'm down. Let me know how and when that comes to fruition. Uh, I think your vision is impressive and I do recommend Make sure that you're placing all of this in your social media platform because as you continue Mm -hmm. to brand the work that you're doing, folks are going to want to have an outlet where they can connect with you for that, you know, a professional public outlet. And it seems like your incredible Starless Passage form is the place to do that. 
but let me know how right. I can help you. I always have your back in these efforts. I'm I'm very just I'm just floored by the, what you're doing, and I want to be part of it. So let me know how I can <laughs> help. You. Okay, I really oh, mean I that. Oh, I sure will. I will. I well, will. Friend, I will. In the next 24 hours, the show will be available as a web link, and I will send you that link information so that you can share it with whomever you desire. And okay. I just say thank you. It is it's just been great. I'm looking at the analytics analytics now on my studio screen, and it's showing. It doesn't give me a final number, but I know we surpassed our previous listenership, which was about 1140. I would not be surprised if I hit 1200 this week because of you. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so, here to help you, too. <laughs> of course. I know that. And you are doing that. By the mere fact you're here, you're doing that. And so I, I thank you so much. And this is so much going on. In fact, I'm going to send you a cover. I just got a cover of um, last night. I was sitting at dinner with my family. And I've got the, the, the prototypes of two prototype copies of my book cover for my next book. And I got so excited. Awesome. I was like, yes, awesome. it's here. And so I'll, I'll send them over to you because I actually would like your opinion on which one you think would be the, the grabber of the two. You saw it in a bookstore. Because most folks mm-hmm. are leaning towards but I won't tell you which. I just prefer you to tell me privately through your text. You say, Billy, I like the first or the second one, okay? Think of that feedback okay, is helpful. So, yeah, a lot of good <laughs> yeah, stuff going good. on. So, let's stay in touch, and I'll, I definitely will be in touch with you in the next week or two for the next meeting session. So, I'll let you know yeah. when that next meeting is happening in April. But over the next couple of days, I'll be shooting you an email with the link for the show. And as well as asking you for any um any any link the link for your your facebook i'd like to provide that on my page so people can have access to you i'll send that to you yeah i'll send that to you right away thank you my friend all right thank you good talking to you likewise take care okay bye-bye It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.